Ironically, when we got into the online space about five and a half years ago, uh, we actually thought we were too late. Because I think a lot of people don't talk about the struggle of starting something online. There's a lot of pressure out there. There's a lot of opportunities to fail. And the reason that sets them up for failure, in essence, is because it's a one-size-fits-all approach. I think that's something the media does portray to us. And not just the media, but culture and community. Mm -hmm. It kind of puts all these pressures on us of what success should look like. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. I have been saying all week that success has many faces and that is so true because we can be successful in so many different areas of our life. Two weeks ago, I spoke about my own definition of success and I shared many of my friends' definitions of success as well. And today I have with me Jamie from Body Smart Fitness, a company coaching company that has been played a huge role in my own success. And I'm so excited to have Jamie here with me today. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me. I know you're a very, very busy man. Would you like to give a quick introduction about yourself and maybe tell us a little bit of what prompted the start of Body Smart Fit? I, well, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jamie, Jamie Moran. Um, well, what prompted the start of Body Smart Fitness? Well, we are five and a half years old now as a, as a company. Um, so just a little bit of time. Uh, ironically, when we got into the online space about five and a half years ago, uh, we actually thought we were too late. <laughs> um, because, you know, what we'd been following, had it had been really going on for quite some time, even though it really does seem like the last two or three years has been like an explosion in online training. Um, but honestly, what, what really prompted it for me, at least, is uh, as a personal trainer, um, there's only, there is only... Um, so many clients you train when you're a personal trainer and you first start out you're like all you want to do is be a full-time trainer there's almost <laughs> like this um competition aspect between um you know basically like who can have the most clients or who can coach the most clients or how many hours that you're doing but you quickly realize after doing you know after you get you like 20 22 23 clients you realize that you know you can quickly you know have 40 45 50 hours of pt and the level of impact that you can have is is only really with them 20 to 25 people so going online it really does give you that opportunity to work with so many more people and that's that's honestly where it come from for me and uh, and for Jim we wanted to impact more people impact more people's lives and um, and really grow as a as a team and, and be able to serve even more people I mean that sounds amazing and I think it's so interesting to hear you say that you thought you were too late onto the scene because I'm sure a lot of people feel that way when they're starting something new even something like health and fitness. I know when I started my own journey of health and fitness one of my thoughts is like I'm halfway through my life why would I do this now? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think a lot of us think that way when it comes to starting something new so it's interesting to hear that. So when you started Body Smart Fitness was there any fears that you had? Uh, going into this yeah the, the, there was a lot of fears um you know to be honest I was 23 when I started the company um so you know um we got into the or I got into into business and the online space thinking hey like I think I think I'm a good trainer <laughs> in person <laughs> you know I think that I'll, I'll be good online you know we'll just be able to do personal training online um and we actually you know invested a lot of money into different things we tried to start an app and a web app and 
a lot of things didn't go to plan. And when you launch a product online and you think everyone's going to want to buy it and <laughs> no one does, <laughs> a very different way of learning to market. Um, and you quickly or you do quickly realize or you do fail <laughs> online, you quickly realize that you have to wear a lot of hats. So whether that's the, the copywriting hat, whether that's the content making hat, whether that's being able to communicate effectively online and get results um, down to video, stories, putting yourself out there, you know, the in a gym, you know, and I guess in your local community, you can almost have a level of confidence where you feel like, you know, you speak to what you work with and you speak around your clients, but then putting yourself out there online, you know, you do really open yourself up to criticism from absolutely anyone. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of walls, a lot of barriers, a lot of lessons to be learned. And there still is, <laughs> it's still definitely the most challenging thing I've ever done. Um, but that is the, the business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people don't talk about the struggle of starting something online. There's a lot of pressure out there. There's a lot of opportunities to fail. And I think it's so important that this be spoken about more openly because it can really put people off going in. And I think you have to have that sense of ambition to just keep going, which I think that Body Smart Fitness definitely does have that ambition behind them. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I, I think a lot of people wouldn't believe this, but I've wanted to quit more times than I can count doing this. You know, there's been a lot of questioning times, a lot of times where you've just been doing 80, 90, 100 hour weeks and not really seeing like a, a result off the back of it. You feel very much like a busy fool, uh, very taxing physically, mentally, um, financially. <laughs> and uh, and it, keeps, it keeps on just taking and taking and taking. And yeah, you know, uh, you've got to have a thick skin uh, for it uh, and really be able to embrace them, them micro failures along the way, learn from them uh, and keep keep pushing forward, um, which is tough. It, it definitely does break uh, a lot of people. And I think some people definitely see, you know, the, the finish, finish pro, uh, project on the other side of a, of a company or a business. Uh, like I said, you know, it's been five and a half years now. So it's uh, <laughs> normally when people see you at this point, you know, they, they maybe haven't seen the, the five years of work that's gone into, into it to get to this point. Yeah, that's very true. I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday that was talking about Gary Vee and how he always shows the front of what's happening, but there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that we don't see. And that's where every, all the magic happens, you know, the things that people don't see. And it's, it's a tough journey. But what, what was your why? What was that why that kept you motivated to just keep going? It's it's funny that you bring up Gary Vee because he was. I honestly wouldn't say I have anyone who I would actually say I aspire as a role model, but like he is definitely a person who I've really taken a lot from over the years. Uh, I used to follow his YouTube channel and his. He'd done a, a daily vlog, a weekly vlog, and you know talking about a lot of trends coming up. Uh, and a huge message that that Gary Vee pushes is you know, being self aware and, um, and and happiness. <laughs> uh, but the self aware part, you know, he was saying. I remember him saying if there was one pill he could give anyone, it would be to take a pill and be, you know, so self-aware that you actually understand what you want and can go and do that. Um, and I got to lots of point, points on, on the journey of building the business of thinking, like, wow, am I good enough to do this? You know, am I trying to do something that maybe isn't within my skill set or talents or I'm educated enough to do so? And it was very, you know, there was a very a lot of conversations in that sort of headspace understanding like, hey, like, you know, Maybe this isn't where you should be spending your time. Maybe this isn't where you should go. But I think from being a child right up to teens and then into adulthood, 
um, that is just like a nagging part of me that wants to always get better. Uh, I think it gives me a lot of meaning uh, to, to in, in doing something. And with this business uh, and with coaching uh, and developing and building a team, there's always that drive to get better. And as we always say to our clients, there's a drive to get 1% better. Uh, and that's, and I think that, that gives me a, a, a real a real driver each day to get up and keep pushing because there's always so much more to do and there's always so many things we can improve on. And then again, just taking it back to like the impact. Um, you know, it's when you're a trainer and you're a one man band and you're, you know, coaching 15, 20, 25 people, you know, you, you see that impact in that, that, that community. Um, and now, you know, we've got eight coaches all, all around the world and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of clients. We've coached thousands of clients and we just see these testimonials and messages and it's, it's crazy. It's a very fulfilling job, um, but that's definitely a, a huge driver for me to to keep up and keep and keep improving because there's just yeah, there's there's a lot of bad trainers and coaches out there. <laughs> um, so being able to push through and shine through on that is it means a lot to me at least. Yeah, I can definitely tell that it is. It it seems like a very fulfilling thing. Um, I follow you religiously on social media. Um, I'm. <laughs> I'm not really much of a fangirl of anything. Like you said, um, you know, I don't usually just, well, there's a few people that I just follow really religiously. And I think body smart fitness is one of them because I find your platform to be so real and educational. And, you know, I, I just love your hashtag cut, cut the BS. I think it's brilliant. I'm sure that's something unique to body smart, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's, um, you know, we were looking when we, when we come up with the company name, body smart, we are like BS and we were like, cut the BS, it fits perfectly. <laughs> and we tried a few others. We tried like Be Body Smart, but like cut the BS really did stand out for for us just to really like what it means, like cut through the bullshit in the, in the health and fitness industry. And it's like still to this day, it's, it's going on. You know, I get people send me like news articles on this morning and, you know, the, the, the papers are putting out new things with like loads of bogus information. And it's it's just constant, whether it's influencers or just misinformation being carried around. Uh, or even down, you know, where I take it sometimes, at least with cutter BS, is getting people to, to cut through their own BS they have in their own heads around, you know, motivation or excuses or whatever else. Um, so, it, yeah, it really does tie in with our values as a company uh, across the board. Yeah, I mean, I think I can totally relate to the whole mindset thing because I know when, when I started my journey with Body Smart Fitness, um, there's so many things I'm doing today that I just never thought I would be able to do ever. Um, you know, I think of myself physically as a very lazy person. <laughs> so to, for me to be able to achieve those goals was a huge deal. And um, I think your, your platform is extremely motivational. Talking about your platform, though, I do, like I said, I follow you on social media. And I do think that your posts come across as very passionate about health and fitness. Where did this passion originally stem from? Because I did see posts of you as a kid um, before you did all your bodybuilding. And I think there was something that sparked this whole journey. I mean, I, I was very into like all athletics and sports in school. So I always had that very like competitive nature. Um, lots of sports teams, some uh, pretty much every sports, sports team, should I say, and then started into the gym very early. Um, where where it come from? I'm not quite sure, to be honest. I think again, just that like desire to to get better and to and to be more. Um, I'm really just wanting other people to have that as well and be able to, in any way possible, be able to just you know inspire and motivate. For me, 
um, you know, when I went on a, from like around 17 to 18, I started training when I was about 15, but when I went from 17 to 18 and seen this, you know, massive, massive transformation within myself, you know, it really did show me that a lot of the, the, the things that training taught me and the disciplines that I needed to, to be successful with that, which was like always trying to get better, whether that was like practicing my form, you know, getting stronger, improving my nutrition, uh, being disciplined, you know, back, Back then, I didn't really follow like flexible diet and it wasn't so much of a thing. It, well, it wasn't a thing. <laughs> so, you know, there was a lot more, I was a lot more strict around my nutrition and, and certain parts. Um, and whether they were right or wrong at the time, uh, the level of like discipline and patience and consistency, like I was, it, it very much taught me that I can apply that to anything, like absolutely anything. If I wanted to learn an instrument or I wanted to learn a language or if I wanted to build a business. Um, as long as I applied that like hard work mentality, consistently show up, have patience, um, understand that you know you need to have that like micro level action. So take action mm. today, this week, but that macro level patience, and it's going to take a little bit of time to build um, to build up that skill set. Um, it, it really did sort of shape how I was thinking at that time to be able to just apply myself to anything, which was uh, which was obviously really important moving forward into into building a business. That's amazing. And again, um, I, I can so relate to what you said because um, I'll just tell you a short story about my myself and this podcast. I started this podcast last year, I think before I came to Body Smart. And the pressure of the online world was just too much for me. And I stopped it for eight months. And when I got to my goal weight and I, I started podcasting again, I applied the 1% better everyday mentality to my podcast. And I came with it with a lot less urgency that everything has to be now and now. So mm-hmm. I used my body smart coaching training and applied it to my podcast world as well. And it really does uh, apply to everything. The mindset, it's, it's amazing. Definitely. No, I mean, and, and that's, you know, that is a, a huge part. We have a we will have a lot of clients that come to us and the, they don't have necessarily the self-belief that they can achieve the goals because it's been so many years or decades in some case where people have not been able to achieve the health and fitness goals. And with that, you know, you do lose a lot of self-belief and, and that can transition into other areas of your life, which is, is, is for me, again, is a huge why why we want to keep <laughs> being such a, such a dominant company and just be able to serve as many people as we can because that is not you know, the, the, the difference that you can have in your own life when you have that level of self-belief and, 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 and that mindset that you can do instead of can't do. Um, it's, it's, it's super empowering and, and being able to, you know, take people who have, you know, struggled with for five, 10, 15 years. And I, as you know, we set like smart goals with clients and we do them into like one month, month increments. And the reason we do that is very much to get you back into that mindset of like, Hey, here's a short goal for the next month. Here's some actions each week. And then all of a sudden over the first week, yeah, oh, I did, I can do that. Or I did do that. And then you get to the end of the month and you achieve the goal and it gets you back into that mindset of winning, which is really important to build up momentum. And uh, I think obviously the coaching and the coach that you work with has a huge impact in that. But then how we've at least tried to design our coaching um, does push people into that winning mindset to build up momentum uh, and again, build up self-belief because that's a, it's a really powerful thing to have when you believe you can achieve your goals and you deserve to achieve your goals, you know, it, it, it can really, um, it can really go, uh, it can start to be, it can start to apply itself in every other aspect of your life. Like you've said here, maybe with your podcast, we've had a lot of clients who have taken that into their jobs and demanded a promotion or just being more confident, showing up better. 
uh, whether that was just a family kids job you know we really do see it like have this like congruent effect across the board which is amazing that is truly amazing so we talked about your passion for health and fitness but i also saw a very big frustration with fad diets and i love this i love how you i love that video you did where you were like busting up all the fad diets on instagram that was quite uh amusing but also quite impactful so if you had to list your top three fad diets and that really make your blood boil and why God, top top three. Um, I I couldn't name a top three off the top of my head. I would say the things that probably boil my blood the most uh, in the industry, though, at the moment, is really seeing people who have maybe become like a, a D or C class celebrity through a, a reality TV show or become famous in some sort of way, and then have just started pushing products to line their own pod, uh, to line their own pockets for their own financial game while, you know, really damaging people's possibly physical and mental health by just trying to line their pockets for a, a promotion post, you know, to get like a couple of thousand pounds to be able to promote this new fad, detox, detox, whatever it is. Um, you know, I think it should be illegal. <laughs> I really <laughs> should. I don't, I don't know how stuff like that is allowed to be marketed when you can see the, the detrimental effect that it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it just it really sets people up for another failure. You know, when when most people jump into another diet, you know, the, 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 there's a level of hope that it's going to work this time. You're going to be able to sustain it. And to just go through that again and realize, oh, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you really do start to paint that reality in your own head that maybe I'm just not deemed to be successful with my health and fitness. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I, I, it'd be hard for me to name three. it's all of them (laughs) all of them yeah yeah I mean I think that's this kind of like it is it's a really bad thing that you just said and it does all the negative things you just mentioned but I think on the other hand it also created a space for body smart fitness to be like a superhero in the health industry (laughs) to come back and and provide the the valuable information that people actually need to fix them you know to fix their ideas and their mindset around health well, definitely. I think, you know, any, anytime there's a, a successful service or product, it's because, you know, they've been able to successfully find a problem and try to fix it. Um, you know, the, the problem is, is there's, there's not enough of us and there's, there's, mm. there's too many people, which obviously from a business standpoint would be good if you were looking at it from clients. But, you know, when you look at the bigger picture, mm. um, it means there's a lot of people in pain and suffering. Uh, which isn't right you know what I mean and and, uh, hopefully you know they are going to keep taking um, whether that's Instagram or other social media platforms or the government they are going to keep taking progressive steps forward uh, so things like this aren't happening Um, you know in this country and America uh, you know there is an obesity epidemic um, which is causing a lot of health issues across the board Um, so you know hopefully you know uh, things can start to change in a, in a progressive manner, but I think only time will tell. And obviously, we're trying to do our part as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that we are moving in the right direction with information. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'd like to be optimistic about that, <laughs> and I hope that we are. Um, yeah. So online, you're always promoting calories in, calories out, and I actually did some of my own research on this uh, for a speech I did. And I wanted to just run this through with you as a layman understanding of things I found on the internet. So you could correct me, just jump in and correct me. Or, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more to the whole process, but it's a very Mm -hmm. basic understanding that I got from 
online research. So hopefully this is not misinformation. <laughs> so basically what I discovered was that when we eat, um, our body kind of takes, well, what I read was it takes gluco glucose from our carbohydrates first. Is that right? Yes. There's, are we are we talking very much around the calories in or the calories out part here? The in, the calories, <laughs> the calories in. Calories in. Yeah. yeah. So when we eat, um, our our body takes the glucose first from carbohydrates, and it 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 takes what it needs, and then the excess is stored as reserved energy. Yes, you have reserved energy, which comes in the form of glycogen. So this is where your muscles can feel more full. And then if we're consuming more calories a day than our body burns, it doesn't necessarily happen in like a 24-hour window. But then we will start to store that as body fat. That's what that's what body fat is. It's stored energy. Okay. And then when we want to burn this energy, then we have to be either moving more or eating less. Or I think you, the best approach that you promote is a mix of both. A mix of both, yeah. So to, in order to to be to lose body fat, we have to be in a caloric deficit. So you know, consuming fewer calories uh, per day per week than we than we um, than we burn, and that puts us in a deficit. Our body is forced to look elsewhere for the energy, and not always, but primer will mostly use body fat, but will use tissue and muscle as well. Okay, that's interesting. And why do you think, like, it sounds like such a simple thing. It sounds like, wow, this is so easy, Matt, to do. I should be able to do this. But why do you think that most people struggle to do this on their own? So it's not the principle that people struggle to understand, which is calories in versus calories out. That is the principle of weight loss and weight gain. It's it's the strategy that you have to use in order to adhere to a calorie deficit. So the I think the reason we are, are like, if we were to look at, like, let's say, diets that are popular now intermittent fasting um the ketogenic diet flexible diet and uh, weight watchers slim and world if we look at all of these diets they are a diet strategy and their goal is to get you to adhere to a deficit um in order to lose weight so the principle is always the same which is a calorie deficit the strategy in which you use to get there will often be unique to you now a lot of people use these common ones like i've just said and the reason that sets them up for failure, in essence, is because it's a one-size-fits-all approach. And people are very different. You know, we have um, different tastes, different likes, uh, different jobs, um, unique starting points with training, with diet history, with, with your relationship towards food. You know, you could have two people who are both 35 years old, both work 45 hours a week, but one of them might have two kids and one of them might have no kids. Or they might, might or they both might have no kids, but they have different commitments and different things to do and different starting points. And that's why it's very hard to, to have a one-size-fits-all approach. You know, the, the, the person who's truly successful with the health and fitness has got an abundance of strategies for every situation. So, you know, no matter what happens, you're able to adapt and pivot and work and, and make a strategy that works for you, not necessarily for someone else. Yeah, I, I can 100% agree with that because the way I, I have my lifestyle now is I think people, my, my friends probably can't identify with how I the size that I am with the way that I eat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. add up. I know my aunt was like, how are you a size eight, but you ate all the snacks from South Africa that I sent you? And I was like, well, 
you know, science. Science. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to people. But yeah, that's so true. So that's what it is. It's the the equation is simple and easy to understand, but the strategy is often very hard to figure out. And that's, and that is where people go wrong. They will, they will copy a strategy that works for someone else, or they will compare results to someone else Mm -hmm. um, instead of trying to find something that's going to work for them. So. Okay, great. Well, um, to come to start rounding off, um, I, as you know, we, we're talking about success this month and I want to know for you personally, what do you think success means to you? And do you consider yourself successful in, in, in your own standards? I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a, it's always a tough question, isn't it? Success is definitely uh, unique to the individual. Um, I think I used to not think that a long time ago. I used to think, Maybe we all had this same version of success, which maybe that was just me being young and foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, do I class myself as successful in some in some areas in my life? Yes, there's definitely still a lot, a lot of other areas that I want to continue to 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 be better and strive to be more at. Um, what does success mean to me? God, I am. Um, I'm not quite sure yet, to be honest. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I just know right now it's uh, it, it's growing this company and, and trying to have more impact. And um, I think it's going to continue to be that for, for for a long time. And you know, when that changes, um, I, I'm sure people will know about it because I'll I'll make a, a shift and pivot. But you know, for me right now, success just means you know us just being able to continue to grow as as a company. Um, as fast as we can while still maintaining, maintaining uh, the same level of quality uh, inside our service. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That That's so true. I think that you're not alone in being, uh, you know, in, in having thought that we all have the same ideas of success because I think that's something the media does portray to us. And it, not just the media, but culture and community mm-hmm. kind of puts all these pressures on us of what success should look like. So I think you're not alone in having thought that before. Uh, I know I have. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So next week, I'm going to be talking about the concept of failure. And there's, there's also a lot of media attention and a lot of stereotypes around the concept of failure seen as something negative. And I want to try and like break down that stereotype and show that failure is not necessarily a bad thing. Would you mind sharing a story of some sort of failure on, in your own life that might have brought value to your life or taught you something valuable? Well, I am. Um, well, I think everyone has had their fair shares of failures in their lives. Um, I think anyone who says otherwise is, is lying. I, I think your failures very much shape who you are and, and how you deal with them. Um, and th- there's so many lessons in failures. Um, you know, it's 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 always, and especially in business, but I guess in life as well, it's always better to just keep failing and, and learn from it and being able to keep pivoting and keep growing um, than to than to never fail at all. You know, and never never know. Um, for for me, wow, we made we've made some uh, pretty big failures. Uh, I'll tell you the one of the biggest ones we had with with Body Smart. So when we did start about five years ago, um, we decided like, hey, like we're going to start an online know company there wasn't you know things around like portals like trainerize or other apps so we were like hey we're gonna build we're gonna build an app <laughs> uh, we're gonna build you know a fantastic app and we invested into two guys to help us build a an app and they were unsuccessful in doing it uh, we lost about 14 grand um and then we went into a bigger company uh, who had a, had a team of about 80 staff and they were a really big company doing some very big websites 
Uh, they had about, you know, like I said, about 80 staff. And uh, we put forward upwards of 58 grand uh, into this business. And uh, I took a personal loan out. Uh, I, I put all my savings into this company. I maxed out a credit card. Um, and I, this, this project was meant to be complete in 16 weeks. Uh, and I put my heart and soul into getting this right. And um, they didn't deliver after, after nine months um, on a 16-week promise. Uh, to the point where the CEO of that company eventually ended up sitting us down after after a year um, and giving us a couple of options, and we ended up walking away from it. So within the space of about eighteen months of starting Body Smart, we'd invested upwards of seventy uh, k into trying to build an app, um, and we walked away with it on a USB stick. And uh, the weirdest thing was is that the day that happened. And we walked out of the office with this website on the USB stick. We just laughed. <laughs> uh, and almost with like a level of like relief, like it's just done now. And we, we learned a lot from it. And it was a very expensive mistake. Uh, but it was the right thing to do. And it was the right step to make. We, we very much realized we're here to be great coaches, not to, not to have a great app. You know, we'll let the other guys have the great apps and we'll just focus on being great coaches. So it was a very timely and expensive mistake. Um, I think a lot of people would have thrown a towel in at, at that point uh, with a lot of debt wrapped around the, the neck. But um, I don't think it's very much in, in my nature to to, <laughs> to, to to just give up at something like that, even though it very much did feel like we could have at the time. But, you know, um, I think too many people are, are focusing on, on your losses uh, and your failures. And, and I think... You know, if you get caught up in them as well, it's very easy to, to to have a very negative mindset around them. I took a lot of lessons from that. You know what? I'm glad it happened. Um, I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> uh, I got to deal with a lot of people who I might have never dealt with. So I've got them experiences as well uh, in different rooms, boardrooms, that type of stuff. So a lot of lessons learned, uh, a lot of new experiences. Uh, and still, you know, it's where we are today that matters. And, and that was part of the journey of getting here. Yeah, that is amazing, Jamie. Uh, thank you for being so open with that story. Um, you you guys do have an app now, don't you? We do, yeah, we do. But um, in the in the online training space, there's there's apps like uh, PT Distinction, uh, Trainerize, which is one we use. And you know, these guys have got like you know three, four, five hundred staff that work for them, but they allow you to use uh, their software, but they reskin it and repurpose it uh, for you. So now we have a company. That is, you know, 500 people working for it and all they focus on doing is building a great app. And now all we focus on doing is being a great a great coaching company, which is where we wanted to be. So unfortunately, uh, them, them companies didn't exist five years ago when we started. <laughs> a lot of people were doing it over email and we thought we'll, be, we'll innovate and create an app. Wasn't quite the right choice at that time, but like I said, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. And I think it was a very brave decision to, to even take that up at that time. So I think that alone is, is a success of its own. Um, it's a very expensive uh, <laughs> one, for sure. Yeah, very expensive one, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, as you can imagine, you know, I was living at home then with my parents and made this huge risk. And there's a lot of pressure from friends, family and, you know, peers, you know, or did you make the right decision? A lot of a lot of opinions coming in, so you know it can it can definitely get to you. You know, like I was saying before, you've definitely got to have a thick skin and, and be be content on on not content. You've got to be very set on what you're trying to achieve and your vision. Um, otherwise, it can be very easy to let then people get into your head 
Um, which you know, you, I won't, I won't lie. At times, you to get into get to me, but you know, you do, you do, you do just have to to, to push on through. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for again for coming to this interview and giving me your time and also for sharing such amazing and inspirational stories and being so open and honest as well. Um, can you tell our listeners where they could find you? Yeah, so the um, the best place to find us is probably going to be Instagram, <laughs> at Body Smart Fitness. Uh, we are on Facebook as well, uh, at Body Smart Fitness um, for our, our Facebook page. But yeah, they're going to be the, the best two places to find us. Awesome. Well, yeah, great. It was great having you. And yeah, for all of you listeners, I will see you next week uh, when we speak a little bit more about failure. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. It's been great having you join me today. If you liked my content, please do share it with a friend you think would find it interesting and subscribe to the show as well. I would love to have you listening in to many episodes to come. You can find me on the socials. I'm on Facebook as Refreshingly Human and Instagram as Hannah Pillow. See you next time.